Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the 1A of tag team wrestlers, our TV champion, and as always, he's the man with the tan, the Glock, and the tracksuit. He's their enforcer. He's double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week? And the best spine buster still available because it's my move. It should be. <laughs> oh, I love it. You got that right, man. And you know what? We have visual evidence of it right here on the show. Almost every week we get to watch it deliver one, and, and, and it proves you right every time still looks the best. Yes, as well it should be. There you go. All right. Well, hey, bud, before we get this week rolling, I want to remind everyone that the best way to support your man, Double A, the Enforcer, is by checking out the merchandise stores. That's right. Arn is the proud owner of the Horseman Trademark. And not only do we have the Arn Anderson Show store, but a Horseman store as well, as some of you have discovered. We see your hats. We see the jackets. But some of you still need to grab one. All right. So check it out. Uh, you can go to boxagimmicks.com. Buddy, these jackets, hats, and all the uh, Horseman merch, it's, it's fire, man. Top shelf, good stuff. Check it out, guys. There's new items arriving regularly. And even if you visited before, take a look around and see what's there for the Arn fan in your life. We all know it's you. Make sure that your significant other or bestie or whatever the case may be, kids, that they're aware what you want from the Arn store, too. That's the key. They don't know what to buy you for your birthday or whatever, you know, holidays coming up. You got to let them know. So send them the link. Make sure they're aware of that Arn uh, memorabilia, that Arn uh, merchandise that you want to get and check it out. Arn, speaking of uh, really cool items, I also want to mention the comic book. We talk about it here quite frequently, and uh, that's going to be popping out soon. We mentioned last week on the show, Amazon now up for pre-order. If you guys follow us on social, you should see that as well. So lots of exciting things around Arn Anderson. I'm pretty sure once that everybody starts getting this and it's available, there's going to be some shock about some of the stuff they're going to read in there. But, uh, you know, I felt like if I'm going to give you something, 
tell you that there's something that you're not expecting that I should pay it off. And it's there's some uh, going to be some pretty controversial stuff in it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for my copy. And uh, finally, before we get into October 1992, Arn, we mentioned it last week. As this drops on the main feed on the 8th, you are spending the day in Knoxville, Tennessee, right? At uh, signing autographs and kissing babies and handshaking people and, and having a great time, you and Brock. And so I wanted to mention that if you're hearing this in the morning and you're within a drive of Knoxville, go out and say hi to Arn and Brock. Love to see you guys. Please come down. Take a few minutes. Going to be a lot of talent roaming around. And Brock and I will be there just dying to thank everybody and shake their hand and say thank you for giving us a career. And uh, and he, Arn is also going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina. Right, Arn? It's in Raleigh at the end of the month in July, the week of the uh, 28th and 29th for their big Galaxy Con. So you said last week that's going to be a big one. So you don't want to miss that one. And the 30th. 30th too okay three days they're getting you for three days these these conventions well you know when they're like that it takes three days to get it all done uh i have went this is no joke uh five hours before not even had a bathroom break but you when you got a line and you see those smiling faces hey i'm getting closer i'm getting closer and they get to share their stories with you and stuff it's it's well worth it Guys, listen, he likes to see those red NWA belts and sign them for you, those TV titles. He signs your pictures. He'll get the you know the picture. But pro tip, if you want to smuggle him a Hershey with almonds, I mean, you can't go wrong there. Don't be afraid to make it the giant size one. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love it, Arn. Oh, man. Uh, of all things in my old age, I've become a chocoholic, not an alcoholic. Uh, That's okay. Left that behind, way behind. Now it's my chocoholic. And it's always Hershey and almonds, huh? It's my favorite. That's a there, go-to. There's some second and third places. but <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure there's some other things that make the cut. That's number one. Are you a Snickers fan? I'm going to... Not not so much. Okay. Uh, anybody says they're not a Reese's fan's a liar. Yeah, Reese's, Reese's cups. Peanut up butter there. cup. Yeah, I mean it's it's up there. All right. Well, I digress, and it's easy when it comes to food. The, the fans of the show understand that. Uh, but listen, we're going to move on from shilling, or as I like to call it, information required to make an informed decision. How's that sound? It's sounds time to... intelligent. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, man. It's time to talk all things October 1992, buddy. You ready to do this? Sounds like the weather's cooling off. There's that crisp October. Probably my favorite month. It, it, you know what? I'm, I'm with you. I like the cooler time of the year. You get closer to, uh, you're getting close to uh, Thanksgiving, not too far in the distant future, but it's Halloween season. And with Halloween comes in these days, Halloween Havoc 1992. But this is one of the more consequential events for Bill Watts and WCW. And we're going to cover it in detail. So let's do it. The pay-per-view is certainly memorable for a number of reasons, and we're going to get into it in depth. But before we do, let's take a look at how we arrived at the Civic Center in Chicago. And uh, it began in October in a six-man tag match 
And uh, we talked about this, referred to it a little bit last week. Uh, but you're in it armed with your Dangerous Alliance uh, stablemates. It's Rick Rude, Bobby Eaton, and uh, you guys were escorted to the ring by Medusa. And in our first clip of the week, we're going to see what happened when the three of you take on the Steiners and Sting. We only oh. have, we only, yeah, this is big time. We only have three clips. So this is the first one, October 3rd, 1992. We're jumping right into it. You talk about Hall of Famers. This one's loaded. Let's check it out. All right, welcome back to Worldwide. Match still going on. The bear hug applied by Bobby on Scott Steiner. Who needs a tag? He's got a lot of pain here, Jess. And he's caught in the wrong corner. They're cutting the ring off beautiful on him. No pun intended, but beautiful Bobby's in there. You know, sure wasn't. Bobby relentless. He makes a tag. Holds. Scott away from the tag. Root cuts him off. And that's great tag work. Sting now. He wants Sting in. That's exactly what he wants. Absolutely. He wants another shot at a double team. And look at his chin lock while he sits on the lower back. Scott Steiner right now has pain from his teeth all the way down his vertebrae, if that's applied correctly, Shivani. Notice how Root is bending back with a reverse chin lock and sitting on the lower back, the same part this team has been working on very successfully in this six-man tag. Don't forget next week, the World Tag Title match will be held right here. We understand the champs will be back on World Cup. Scott is trying to walk Root towards his corner. Root will have none of it, sits right down on Scotty again. Boy, Scott is in desperate need of a tag, and that is an understatement here, Jess. And he's going to be in desperate need of a chiropractor if he doesn't get out of this hole. We're glad to have you with us here on Worldwide. Exciting action, as you can see, but even ten times more exciting to see Worldwide action, WCW action live in an arena near you. Hey, I'll tell you, live's the only way to see it. Can Scott get out of this? That's the big question. Rude continues to pull on that head. Scott has taken a tremendous amount of punishment two weeks in a row now. But he is still in there. Tremendous amount of grit, determination, and heart. And Scotty towards, close to the corner. Bobby is in. Was no tag? Ref saying he didn't see it. I don't think he made the tag anyway, but the double team very effective. Continuing to work on the back. And an arrogant tag by Rude, taunting the other corner, and Arn Anderson drives to the back again. Snapmare takeover. Anderson deliberately to the corner. Middle turnbuckle now. Oh. To the foot. Arn Anderson came off that rope. Scott Steiner simply raised his leg in the air, caught Arn right under the chin to the foot. And we got a race to see who can get to the corner now. Can Scotty make it? Dives head first. He's almost there. He's up. He got it. It's still. Sting and Arn Anderson are the legal man. But he's fighting off all three. And now all six are going at it. We got mayhem now, Shabani. Referee got to get some type of control. Arn Anderson and Sting are the legal men in the ring. Sting is first! He's first! The cover! One! Two! Three! He got him! 
gentlemen, the winners of the match, the team of the Steiner Brothers and Steve! Match, we're out of time, and we'll see you next! Man, hell of an exciting match there, Arn, but uh, one of the things that I noticed that I want to talk to you about is the evolution of Scott Steiner. Okay, because he listen, he moves crisp. His selling's excellent. He's an athletic 250 pound man. Uh, and you worked with him a lot in 91 and 92. What did you think of his largest improvement was here by the time we're here in October of 92? Well, the guy already had one of those incredible physiques, but he sold like Brad Armstrong or Ricky Morton which is, you know, having that great body and all that stuff, being a powerful guy is okay, but if you can't be hurt, I can't feel anything for you. If you're just steamrolling, everybody gets in your past, well, okay. After I've seen it twice, I've seen it. Scotty sold great. And if you look at all these matches, it was by design that Scott sold because he sold great. And... Uh, I think he was learning the business. You know, he was only been in the business a couple of years at this point, I would think. And, uh, you know, he had all the offense down. He could do all the Frankensteiners and suplexes and belly-to-bellies and you name it. He had all that down. But the learning to sell was the critical part. He, uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention here is you got Sting. He's joining the Steiners. At the same time, the big push for Sting is to take on Jake Roberts at the Halloween Havoc. And we're going to get into the match a little bit. But, uh, buddy, there's already some, some discord or some, some issues that's happening here with uh, Jake and, and Bill Watts. And uh, I say this because uh, on October 18th, Jake's slated to take on Ron Simmons, but Jake Roberts no-showed the event. He ends up leaving the company two weeks later. Uh, do you have any recollection around this time period of Jake and Bill Watts already starting to have uh, issues and, and you know, potentially, obviously, lead, leads to Jake leaving the company? Not really. Okay. Which tells me it was a pretty quick enter and exit Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and it, and it sounds like too. It wasn't super public even backstage. So whatever they had going on was that was pretty hush hush. Yeah. And, and at a higher level than anybody asked me about. Hey, I just showed up, wrestled hard as I could, tried to have the best match I could, and just move on. And and uh, that's it. I didn't get involved in a politics. I didn't want to be involved. You weren't in hearing anything, right? No, no, okay. no. So we have that kind of going on beside behind the scenes here in October. And despite the issues Watts and his leadership might have caused uh, the company, because it becomes a theme, you and Bobby, let's get back to that, find yourselves in the center of the world tag team picture again. So here we are. This time, the field's far more crowded as the teams include the champions. We mentioned last week that Dustin and Barry Windham won the gold. But now you have Shane Douglas. He's teaming up with Ricky Steamboat. You still have Doc and Gordy in the picture. You got the Steiners. And then, of, of course, as I mentioned, you have you guys. So in our second clip of the week, Dustin and Ricky Steamboat, who, by the way, is subbing for Barry, wrestle you and Bobby, and the crowd is red hot, Arn, for this one. And uh, we're going to take a look at it. 
And uh, this is from October 24th. It's an episode of WCW Saturday Night. Clip two this week. It's you and Bobby versus Barry and Ricky. I'm sorry, versus you uh, versus Dustin and Ricky Steamboat. Let's take a look. Hayes, Anderson, and Eaton in a six-man tag team event. Hayes will be wrestling tomorrow night in Philadelphia. As Anderson continues to punish Dustin Rhodes, Rexy face on the eyes. Dustin trying to go for a sunset clip. Anderson got the tag. He got the tag. Dustin Rhodes unaware. And a double axe handle right to the spine by beautiful Bobby Eaton. Dustin knocked outside from that right hand by, by Eaton. And Eaton now. Oh, he got beat to the punch, but Hayes didn't. Michael Hayes got that left hand in. He stuck it right in Rhodes' face. Eight minutes into the match, two minutes remaining in this contest. Two minutes remaining in the contest. What a cheap shot by Michael Hayes. Watch it. And Steamboat coming around. Hayes trying to warn beautiful Bobby. And beautiful Bobby got the right hand in on Steamboat. Dustin was near his corner. But Steamboat was around trying to fight off beautiful Bobby. Knee drop, lateral press, and a two and a half count. Face lock by Arn. Bags in Eaton. Dustin Rhodes really being punished here and tested severely. Again, we don't know exactly the status of Barry Windham. We do know that he will definitely be. He will be in Philadelphia for that big matchup tomorrow night. Hear this enthusiastic crowd chanting, let's go, Dustin. And Rhodes just about out of it. Beautiful Bobby. Oh, I thought he was going to go up to the top, but Rhodes got up. And he goes right back down from that swinging neck breaker. And now beautiful Bobby with time running out here. 30 seconds remain in the match. 30 seconds remain. Dustin blocked it for a moment with a waist lock. Cuts back with a great backbreaker. Tremendous backbreaker by Dustin Rhodes. 15 seconds remain in the match. Both Eight, men make the tag. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And the time limit has expired here. Steamboat and Rhodes really turning it on here now, but the time limit has expired. Referee trying to separate these men. Here come more of the officials. Oh, Hayes knocked down by Steamboat. Steamboat going up on top. Nails Anderson. Well, it's exploded here. Time has expired. And the referee, they're having a, a heck of a time separating these four men. Steamboat and Anderson hooking it up in the ring. They're fighting all over the place here. Steamboat again nails Anderson. 
Anderson. Out goes Double A. What a situation here. Michael Hayes. You see what I'm talking about? Former NWA World Tag Team Champions couldn't do nothing with us. The current Tag Team Champions, Barry Windham wouldn't even sign. But we did find out we had something in common. We don't like Windham and Rhodes, and they don't like each other either. So Gordy and Williams, 24 hours away, after you beat Windham and Rhodes, then you gotta look out for us. What do you want? Let me tell you something, P.S. Hayes. There ain't no problem between Barry and I. And secondly, tomorrow night, seeing that we are the Unified World Tag Team Champions, tomorrow night when we face Duck and Gordy, we're gonna remain the Unified World Tag Team Champions. I've been trying to give you advice for two weeks. What you need to do is shut your mouth. situation what a way to start the program and we'll be right back well more a lot going on there Arn. and here now for the second week in a row as you and i sit here and watch some of this classic wrestling what do you think another time limit draw what's going on kind of exciting afterwards though didn't it it did it was hot and i mean and and even more excitement once i mean ricky what's he trying to take your shorts off what's happening there did you notice that Take my shorts off. Did you see him rip you the back of your tights down when you were walking off in the crowd? I'm like, oh, wow, we might see him more Arn Anderson than we uh, than we hoped for here. Did it show my tan line? It did. It did. Well, I, Was I, I mahogany? You were mahogany up top where it mattered. It's all that matters. Hey, guys. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Tony Schiavone, need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On a new edition of The Insiders, Conrad sits down with former Turner Finance executive Dirty Dick Cheatham, talking about the internal war between WCW and Turner and the Monday Night War with the WWF. And my assistant said, hey, you're not going to believe who's down there. I said, who, who? She says, China's down there. And I said, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, uh, and I went over to her window and looked at her. Hey, the whole, you know, all of the eggs is down there. Get the camera. <laughs> so, so we went down there. And, of course, there were the eggs that was down there in the fight with security. On a bonus episode of My World, Double J watches back his tag team championship match against FTR and breaks down the hilarious Briscoe farm skit that preceded it. And they say, can y'all be in the background talking? And the four of us are down there, really, just you know, all four of us. But Lethal and Sanjay, I said, we got to start being silly. I just started strumming the guitar, and Sanjay <laughs> started bouncing that baby, and Sanjay and him started doing the dose do I think this is, I don't know, this is the funniest, but I still think it's, it's, a, hilarious. it's a complete ad lib, but it played to, you know, the line he said, them clowns, and we're down there dancing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. 
That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Listen, but 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 we have another time limit draw. Obviously, Barry's not there. They don't they don't really provide an explanation as to what's going on with him. Uh, I don't know. It's hot though. It's a hot ending. Well, Steamboat's a good replacement. Yeah, you didn't you didn't lose anything, but they're not the champions, so you know there's no title switch going to happen, anything of that nature. Um, actually, uh, once you know you could. Time those things out where you had just like two minutes left and you could shave it down where those guys had you covered, one, two, ding, 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 ding. But but it was too convenient. You couldn't do that very often because it just would never shake out that way. I, uh, you know, and then you know, let's also talk about what's going on here. We talked about this, as I mentioned a little bit last week, because here you have all these great uh, talents. You mentioned steamboats in this match. And uh, the towns are down, uh, payoffs are down, uh, all that good stuff is kind of happening during this time in the business. Did you, were you super concerned, or you've said it before, you also are operating on a guaranteed, you know, guaranteed contract in these days, right? Mm -hmm. So are you just moving ahead and doing what you're supposed to, or did you ever feel yourself get caught up in some of the worry of, man, these, these houses aren't looking good. Uh, my money has already been cut, you know, with Bill Watts coming in. Were you getting concerned about that happening again, possibly? Uh, well, they couldn't have cut it anymore. Hmm. <laughs> it was about as far down as you could. Paul, and I, and I say this, and I, you know, hey, I was a company man, but, but not only because it's the right thing to be and uh, put the country's in, you know, interests ahead of your own, uh, and after what I'd been through already, I just didn't want the headaches. I just wanted to get out there and perform at a level with guys that could perform at the same level. And let's just go out there and tear the joint down. And if you give the fans everything you got, that's all you can do. You can't escape shitty booking and sporadic booking. There's nothing you can do about that from being a soldier. You know, I was not an officer, I was not a general or a captain or a colonel, I was just a soldier. But the foot soldiers could go out there and make you have a great product. And that's was my job and that's what I did. Uh, and that's what you're known for, Arn, always being a good teammate. You call yourself a soldier, I call it being a strong teammate, uh, you know, in trying to help the company, what their goals are, what they want to accomplish. They can count on you. You know, someone who's always going to stand in the gap and try to put on the best performance possible with that realism and the promos and the wrestling. Um, and Mr. remember, in those days, Paul, there was only two options. I had already exercised one. That's true. That's true. You know, you paint yourself into a corner. You better do everything you can do humanly possible to make WCW 
successful because you've already been to the other place. And uh, But you're making the best of, of the situation, as you said, Arn. So let's uh, talk about Halloween Havoc. It, take, Havoc. it takes place here October 25th, 1992. It's at the Civic Center in Philadelphia. 7,000 fans attended, okay? But only 4,800 of those were paying fans. This was the first pay-per-view event since the Great American Bash in July. And as I mentioned... The uh, the pay- this pay per view has long term effects on the company, and I want to discuss that with you individually here, Arn. So let's get into it first. This is the final pay per view match for Nikita Koloff. All right, Koloff mm-hmm. had been uh, feuding with Ravishing Rick Rude for the past three months, and as we discussed um, during our August show, Arn Rude would make it to the finals of the NWA World Championship Tournament, but he would lose to Masahiro Chono. Chono would defend the title against Rude with two referees at Halloween Havoc. Rather than wrestle twice, Rude tasked Vader with defending the title in a no-holds-barred match where Medusa, Paulie, and Rude were banned from ringside. Did you follow that? So he said, I don't want to wrestle twice. Vader, you defended on my behalf. In return, Rude picked Harley Race to be one of the two referees for the title match to give him an advantage and put Vader in a position to challenge for the title down the line. Are we confused yet? I'm dead serious, Arn. What good comes from having the audience trying to make sense of of some of this confusion or or am am I just being too critical here? Could this be good storytelling? I I don't know. What say you? Sounds like rude. He was the most powerful guy in the company. (laughs) I guess. If he could make make matches like that and championship matches and take himself out and put other guys in. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Of course it doesn't. No, it's too complicated for me and my little pea brain as a kid watching this and uh, you know, whatever. Then you, you shouldn't have, have had to. You right. should not have had to figure it out. It's real good. It's it, here it's real easy, Paul. Here we go. And this has always been the case, and it should always be the case. There are white there are white meat baby faces and then there are kick ass baby faces and then there's bad guys. And you have to create a scenario with those bad guys that I want somebody, if your white meat baby faces can't get it done, then I need a kick-ass guy that's somebody I like anyway, has to get it done. And that will never change. That should never change. It's good versus evil, and that's it. So what we're trying to say is quit trying to reinvent the formula. The formula works. Yes. Yes, and you make those bad guys... So dangerous and so smarmy and so rotten that people will pay their money to see him get his ass kicked. And when it's time, key words, when it's time, you give them exactly that. But you've got to make them as mad as you can possibly make them and make them hate those guys. And the creativity comes from the twists and turns throughout that story. And almost, you think you're going to get your payoff, almost get there, and oh, the guy rolls out and runs yeah. through the curtain, and he disappears. And the baby face is, is sitting there pulling on his pud a little bit, but the, the frustration, the audience is behind him because had the guy not ran away, you would have got it tonight, which means I'll pay next show to see it. There you go. I was not satisfied. Mm. 
So good. Well, Arn, Big Van Vader and Nikita Koloff have the match for Rick Rude's U.S. title. And during the match, Vader gave Nikita one of his trademark clotheslines, and reportedly the blow was stiff. And the move resulted in a herniated disc for Nikita. He would wrestle on house shows for the next couple weeks against Vader and Rude, and he wrestled his final contest on November 8th, 1992. Buddy, we've talked about the Russian nightmare frequently on the show. In total, his career lasted only eight years, from 1984 to 1992. Uh, but I want to ask you, what an impact. I mean, let's talk about it that he had on the business. First as a superhero, then he was the superhero turned super babyface alongside Dusty. Not None of us from that era will ever forget that. And we may not talk about him again as we walk through your career, Arn. Anything you'd like to say about Nikita Koloff here as we uh, kind of unfortunately put a bow on his wrestling career here well he said from day one he was you know he had a very smart investment guy he was there to make money he wasn't there for the long haul he let you know up front which didn't sit well with some of us to be perfectly honest with you you know when the guy just admits hey i'm gonna make it and i'm gonna save it but you know he lived very very frugally you know, he had a used Cadillac. He lived in a little apartment. He didn't spend a lot on his wardrobe. He wasn't a partier. You know, he saved every dime he made, and hats off to him. He had enough that when he quit, he was going to be okay for a while. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, he was the 285-pound monster when he, he came was. in, and he was knocking everybody's head off. So... You know what I liked about Nikita, though, Arn? His believability. It was credible, yeah, because because he was cement mixer. Yeah, you, you thought he he's from Minnesota, but as a kid, oh, he was Russian, no doubt about it. In my mind, Shatota, you know, Shatota. I mean, whatever and, the hell that means. <laughs> whatever the hell it meant, but man, he he bought into it, and according to all of you guys, that's how we talked in the back too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and he Lived had the gimmick. To his credit, he had Ivan there guiding him. He mm. had Barry Darso in there taking the bumps so that when he stepped through the ropes, it was time for the heat. And when you take care of guys like that, you know, they need to understand what's being done for them and they need to be appreciative and thankful and make sure that you thank those guys every single night because Ivan and Barry were giving up some of their shine so that Nikita could have it. And that's important to know at the time and just be thankful for it. You know, it's, it's, it's the way the business is supposed to operate. It's the way when it's functioning properly, you protect them, you know, and uh, you take up for somebody's being green by covering for them. And that's what Ivan and Barry did. Hats off to them for that. They never get enough credit for that. The final thing I'll say about Nikita here, Arn, is if you have an opportunity to meet Nikita, meet him. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's a big believer in his faith, but he's also a great guy to meet um, and very talkative and very sincere if you also get to do the meet and greets and say hi to Nikita Koloff. And so take advantage of that opportunity. I've had the privilege of uh, being able to interview him before on a couple other podcasts, and he's very uh, engaging and very friendly. Um, so I just want to say that from a fan's perspective, uh, take that opportunity to say hi, uh, if you have that, that chance. Well, and Paul, just like, I hope that I'm a better person now than I was then. 
and I'm pretty sure Nikita is a better person than he was then. Absolutely. So, you know, that's all you can do is grow as a human being and understand, you know, all aspects of life, just not the business, and uh, and hopefully you're a better person for it. That's right. Uh, well, Arn, listen, next, following this U.S. title match, there was a segment we watched during our Medusa episode where Paul Lee was being interviewed by Eric Bischoff. We have to cover it. It happens here. And he's alongside Harley Race and Vader, and Medusa was there as well. And then we have this huge disagreement, and it turns into a public dressing down on Medusa. I mean, Paul Lee is going in hard at her. He delivers a sexist promo. He goes far as to tell her that he was better than her because she he he's a man and she's a woman, woman, woman. Remember when we watched that? Yep. Man, that was crazy. And at that point, Medusa throws the kick and then jumps on him and beats the shit out of him. Uh, Vader and Harley help sell the beatdown by getting the hell out of there as quickly as possible. And as fun as this was watching it back with her, we also heard that Bill Watts personally thought of her and Paul. Uh, that was hard to hear. She shared that with the podcast uh, that we did there. But this, buddy, is the end of the Dangerous Alliance, man. And uh, they'll continue this angle for the next clash in November, but uh, drop it altogether after the Battle of the Sexes match. Arn, the Dangerous Alliance, they formed your group, your super group, formed Halloween Havoc 91 and ended one year later in Philadelphia. You and Bobby were core members of this awesome faction. But, man, once uh, Bill Watts arrives... The Dangerous Alliance really is not used to get the younger talent over. You and Bobby are, you know, almost just members in name only. The faction has seven Hall of Famers. You ready? Rick Rude, Steve Austin, Larry Zabisco, Bobby Eaton, yourself, Medusa, and Paul Heyman. You guys had heat. You had momentum in that run. But then Watts, he books the great baby faces against factions during his time as owner of Mid-South in the UWF. So here is my question. Why did he want to just kind of start to put a damper on this faction and end up breaking up this faction? So many fans now are and consider it, if it would have lasted longer, hey, this could be the, could have been the next horseman, could have been the next NWO. What was the deal, you think? Because it wasn't his idea. <sighs> and you notoriously, good or bad, win, lose, or draw, when a new booker comes in, he puts... His guys, his ideas, his theories, he puts all that in place. It doesn't matter what has been done before you or what's going to be done after you. Each booker thinks he has the formula, and sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. Buddy, there was no good that came from him dismantling that group. And we can say that, obviously. We say it every week. We're armchair quarterbacks at this point. But there is still... A large presence, uh, you know, I know you don't, you're not on social media a ton of people on social, of wrestling fans in general, probably people that you see come through the autograph line that mention from time to time, love the Dangerous Alliance. Mm. Yep, 100%, because, you know, you look back at the talent in that group, if you would have just pushed us a little bit, other than just using us as tackling dummies, mm. imagine... Maybe the company would have caught fire quicker. You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. You, you, everybody in that group knew how to work, knew how to talk. Most of them. Sorry, Bobby. But uh, <laughs> that's good. He'd appreciate that. Uh, but you know that that group of guys, it, it's like it's almost a criminal act 
that we weren't used better. But was what it was. What do you see as some of the biggest differences between, and I'll, I'll do it here at the risk, you have the Horseman and the Dangerous Alliance. You're a big part of both. What are some of the biggest differences, and what are some of the similarities? Obviously, the the Dangerous Alliance didn't have the the time, you know, the time necessary to be obviously considered as great as the Horseman. But what were some of the similar similar things that were a part of each of those group, and what were some of the differences? Are well, everybody could work. Everybody could work in the Horseman. Everybody could work, you know, with the Dangerous Alliance. Plus. When you had the world champion as your figurehead, Ric Flair, and he was the flagship of the industry at that time, not just the company, but the industry, you know, you always had that to fall back on if you're, you know, one of the horsemen, as long as you had that, you know, okay. The world but, champ. But he's still the world champion, yeah. and we had something to do with that. There was heat in that. There was substance. There was, uh, you know, story there. And uh, as long as we were out there protecting that world title, then if we were tag champions or held another title, well, fine, well and good. But as long as we kept the world champion as our hood ornament, our flagship, we were good to go. We didn't have that with the with the uh, Dangerous Alliance. And and you know what else I would also say? You guys, the Horsemen, had a brand. And when I mean brand, I meant not only just carrying all the belts. But the look, the nice watches, the suits, the cars, you also were a, you were a brand, a style. Uh, it was just the whole deal. It was called success. Yes, the success and, brand. And when people started quit questioning our success, we just said, you know what, fine. Find, it, find some people that are going to be better than we are. Find some people that all you have to do is take it away from us. It's on you. Come and get it. And when they didn't, it made you whole. It made you legitimate. And uh, people looked at us, and they knew exactly what to expect. There were there were no question marks anywhere. And we just went out and outperformed everybody, if you want to really be honest. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, here to tell you a little bit about the nonstop savings happening over here at SaveWithConrad.com. Are high credit card balances holding you down on the card? If you're looking to give a guitar shot to your credit card debt or give your home the push it deserves with some upgrades and remodeling, you need to go to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right, SaveWithConrad.com. Conrad and his team are routinely helping my world listeners save five, six, seven, even $800 a month. Oh, did I mention you get to skip your next two house payments? Take a cue from The Last Outlaw, because if anybody knows how to get the bag, it's me. Strut on over to SaveWithConrad.com today and see how much money you can save for free. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! I, uh, one last thing that I'll talk about here, and we'll continue to move on here with Halloween Havoc. Speaking of the Dangerous Alliance, one of your buddies the Dangerous Alliance made a comment on a social media post. It was one of our clips and you were telling the story uh, of what happened when you went to Japan and you fought Stone Cold, now Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. And uh, he said, 100% true. And uh, there was a million dollars, you know, I think he said made some kind of million bucks of talent in that ring. And then there was, uh, and then there was me. And that him, was I used to tell him all the time when we out there, 
you know, bouncing around the ring, I'd say, Jesus Christ, Austin, there's a million dollars worth of talent in here and you. <laughs> I love that he remembered the line and put it in the tweet. So cool. Yeah, and he validated what a stinker that was. Boy, it was terrible. Yeah, man. Thir- that- 13 hours of drinking as hard as you can, thinking you're going to go go sit in a sauna, steam room, polar plunge, find out you're going to TV to fight one of your partners on Japanese television straight from the airport. That was uh, that nightmare. Was a big, that was a big time moment for me uh, as a, as a fan of wrestling. Or when I saw him check out the clip and uh, and even comment on it, and uh, it just goes to reiterate uh, the impact that you've had on wrestling, and you've worked with all the legends and superstars. And uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, thank you so much uh, for checking it out. And he follows follows you on social media, so uh, that's a big thank you, and thank you for validating uh the story we knew it was true but it was cool to hear you chime in on it and uh there you go well just one final note on steve i saw you when you were struggling and you first started in the business and i saw what your work rate was and your attitude and all those positive things forget it forget your talent just all those intangibles that you had at the time i saw you when you were first starting and i watched your growth and i saw you where you ended up and Nobody could be happier for you than me. I'm glad you have all, had all the success that you've had. Yeah, and he continues to uh, be so super successful, so there you go. Well, uh, Arm will continue on with this Halloween Havoc 92 because the main event of the evening was Sting versus Jake Roberts. It is that spin the wheel, make the deal match. And uh, Arn, since arriving to WCW, Jake had bested the franchise, Sting, at every turn. Attacking him, he injured him, defeated him in multiple matches. And WCW spends a great deal of time and money building this matchup, and they even made mini-movie about it. Arn, before we go any further... Do you remember any of these little mini movies that WCW was producing? I mean, they were cheesy, uh, and uh, but it's fun to go back and watch them. I don't have a clip of them, but uh, do you remember kind of some of the little mini movies they were producing at this point? How many? How many did, movies? They, Three they minutes did, they, or something? They, they did, I think, three of them that were produced, and they were short, short little mini like segments or clips. I'd have to see them. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have a clip for it, but we'll, we'll have to get with our research guy and see if we can. I'll send it to you personally if we can find some. We'll get some out on social as we do this okay. show. But from what you said, you know, it, it's like um, when they brought Jake in, they did all the right things. They did everything they can to infuriate the Sting fans. Get him as hot as you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So listen to this. I want you to I want you to hear these matches. So Sting comes out to spin the wheel and make the deal for the main event match. And here are the twelve options on the wheel, Arn. All right. You have the barbed wire match. Okay, that's pretty scary. A cage mm-hmm. match. Love a good cage match. You got the coal miners glove match, a dog collar match, which we've seen how brutal they can be. First blood match, I quit match. I mean, I always go back to Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard there. You got a lumberjack with belts match, the Prince of Darkness match, Russian chain. You got Texas bull rope, Texas death, and then spinner's choice. So wherever it lands, you get to pick on one of those matches above. And of course, because this is the Bill Watts era, there's no reason to blow off a major feud with a first blood or I quit or cage. Instead, we're going coal miners glove match. Simply a glove with a piece of steel wrapped around it, and it was put on a pole. 
The first man to climb to the pole and retrieve the glove could use it on their opponent arm. And in this case, the pole was so high, Jake Roberts was never going to retrieve the glove because he was not physically able to climb that freaking pole. Arn has a talent. How difficult is it to perform in a match where your skill set limits you or the match takes you so far out of your freaking comfort zone that you're unable to perform? Did this ever happen to you? How silly do you think I'd look trying to climb that pole? <laughs> oh, it would be it would be worth the price of admission to watch, pal. You know, I'm not a guy in the gym that you see doing wide grip chins, you know what I mean? <laughs> And I think that would be what would be required to get up on those poles and get that that coal miner's glove. You could wrap your little legs around it, and I don't mean little because you you work out. So wrap your legs around it, and then I just just guess kind of shimmy your way like a fireman up the pole. Would that? Be I it? guess would be the answer. Here we go. The finish of this one comes when Jake went to retrieve the Cobra given to him by Cactus Jack. At the same time, Sting was climbing the pole to retrieve the glove. Obviously, Sting's, uh, you know, Mr. Athleticism. Sting hits Jake and the Cobra bites Jake's cheek. Sting gets a sloppy roll up working around the snake and wins the match. But uh, man, Arn, hypothetically, after weeks of Jake tormenting Sting, beating him down, getting the best of him on almost every single occasion, how would you have booked this one? What changes would you have made so these guys could have a more meaningful match? I'm really, ex I'm really excited to hear this one. Sting would have got the glove. Would you have even booked a coal miner's glove match or maybe no, one of those other matches? Never. Okay. I would have probably booked at a... Uh, Texas death match or something. That's the one that has what? Who has the most falls when time runs out? Is that That's what right. it is? That's yep. the rules? Yeah. And that can be as violent as you want it to be. Put 30 minute time limit on it and have five falls to a piece and stay and get the, uh, the deciding factor with his finish. That's what your superheroes do. Uh, we're already in listeners of the Arn show are all in. I'm going to, I'm going to search up Texas death match rules to make sure that we have the rules, right? Cause this is, this is important stuff. This is an Arn Anderson booked match and I want to make sure that I get it right for the show. Here we go. Texas death match is a wrestling match similar to the last man standing. Ah, the only difference being that you must be pinned. Then a 10 count is initiated. If the person pinned fails to get up by the 10 count, the participant loses the match. So that's the Texas death match. Okay. I had that wrong. Yeah, that's okay. That's why I wanted to look it up to make sure we got it right. So you got to pin them and then they got to stay down for a 10 count. You still well, going with that one? Because the other one's like a mini Iron Man match for 30 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, we can go with that one, Texas okay. Death Match. All right. Yeah. And you just drop some bombs, and what would normally be a three count is not necessarily a 10 count. Right. Correct? You, you got to get the three, and they have to stay down for a count yeah. of 10. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that final fall would have to have some mustard on it. Oh, yeah. And you, that means it would be a, probably a bloody beatdown to have have occurred so it would be a hell of a fight for sure uh but this is as i said earlier one of jake roberts last matches in wcw after cutting a promo on november 2nd he's out he leaves the company terry bam bam gordy uh, was slated the team with dr death to challenge Wyndham and Rhodes for the tag titles on this night instead arn terry gordy no shows so in one night nikita jake and terry bam bam gordy all gone from WCW. 
Halloween Havoc, 1992. Ooh, <laughs> and the champions have not defended their titles yet. You've, <laughs> it's crazy. So, so listen, when something like this happens, how does this affect? Does it have an effect? Obviously, what's the locker room buzz like? I mean, these wrestlers aren't showing up. They're having issues, I guess, with with Bill. Uh, with Bill, there's a lot going on here. Does this bother you? Is your mind elsewhere? Are you focusing on, hey, this is what I need to do to keep providing for my family? Walk us through what it's like for a wrestler to hear, like, okay, Jake's gone, Nikita's injured, and, and at that point, Nikita wrestles a few more times before he's done, uh, but he's never on pay-per-view again, and Terry Gordy's gone from WCW. For good? Yeah. Gordy, Gordy's gone for good? Yep. Which would make Doc a single? Yeah. Well, the, for the guys that are smart, and you see guys just leave or whatever or quit or unannounced or whatever the deal might be, no show, you be the guy standing there willing to go out and work twice and fill that gap because now you become really valuable to a booker that he's at least got a few guys that'll step up. And, and it's a situation where if the situation is right and you go out and have the kind of match that makes people forget what the original booking was, now you have a positive out of a negative. Here you go. You ready for this one, Arn? You know what the tag team match ends up being? Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes versus Steve Williams and Steve Austin. And it ends in a time limit draw. Well, if you wanted to elevate Austin, right there was a place to do it. There you go. Put him over in the match. Wow, what a it's night. Not, it's not brain surgery. Because you always, in those days, beat the uh, substitute. And it went time limit draw, which, again, is a reoccurring theme here on the, the last two weeks of the show, time limit draws in the tag team matches. That's flat in that scenario. Well, man, a listen. time limit draw with a, with a substitute on top of that. Yeah, for yep. 30 minutes it went. If you want to make the guy one of the, is equal to the three other guys in the ring, put him over in the match. New champions. I agree, man. Well, listen, we didn't forget about you. You're, you're on this Halloween Havoc. And you, Bobby, and Michael Hayes opened the show. Yes, you're the opening act. And uh, in a losing effort against the Z-Man, Johnny Gunn and Shane Douglas. This match goes 11 minutes. And even though you three lost the match, each, uh, each half of three of the best tag teams of the 80s, I want to watch this because this is Philadelphia, the city that booed Santa Claus. And as it's been well established on this show, Philadelphia is horseman country. And in our third and final clip of the week, let's watch the last half of this one together. Here we go, Arn. The elbows trying to free himself, call separation, and he does. Going to the far side, and Hayes caught him with that kick. Right to the solar plexus. Hayes, front face lock into the swinging neck breaker. He has hooked the leg in the lateral press, and he got two. And again, a quick tag by P.S. Hayes, and here comes beautiful Bobby in. And they've cut the ring off on the Z-Man. Z-Man's got to fight out of it. Z-Man over in the corner, and beautiful Bobby makes the tag. I don't think Z-Man's aware of that. I think Arn Anderson may make him aware momentarily. There was a tag made. 
response to Arn Anderson. Anderson going for the lateral press. He could have it here and he got two and a half. You know, I'm amazed here. Jim Ross, we seem to be getting a crowd response for the veterans a little bit more than the young guys. You're exactly right. As Anderson takes Seaman to the corner, they want to wrestle this match as much as they can in their corner. He's tagged in Michael Hayes. And now let's see if Hayes can widen the advantage here on the Z-Man. Obviously, the Z-Man needs to make a tag. But with this veteran team of Hayes, Anderson, and Eaton, they may not allow that. You know, I love it. We got the, all the international photographers here tonight because of Chono defending the NWA title. It's an international spectacle here at Philadelphia. I saw the Liberty Bell yesterday. I went and looked at it. Ross, did you? I sure did, Jess. Very moving situation. Great city. Sigi Sagaguchi, the president of the NWA, an honored guest here. Good counter move by the Z-Man. He got underneath Hayes, was able to execute a P suplex. P.S. needs to, yep, he's thinking. P.S. needed the tag and made the tag. Oh, but Z-Man got the tag in. Here comes Douglas. Shane Douglas gets the tag. And he's coming with nothing but fists here. Front face locking Arn Anderson. And beautiful Bobby just tipped that leg. And look at the crowd response. I'm amazed. A cheap shot clipping move, and a whole section of the crowd roars in approval. Anderson now not wasting any time going to work on the leg. After beautiful Bobby clipped Shane Douglas, it's Arn Anderson. Continuing to work on it. And you used to referee football. I mean, that was a gorgeous clip. It was you a, think? It's 15 yards. He'd have, got, he'd have got the red flag for sure on that one. They use yellow flags now, Jess, but that's not a big point. Oh, yeah, well, whatever. Red when I played, Ross, so long ago. Anderson pulling Douglas back in the corner. Look at the positioning on this great camera shot. You can see where Douglas is finding himself in the half of the ring that belongs to the his adversaries. Beautiful Bobby. You know, now that you speak about it, oh, maybe Shane Douglas should wave a white flag. He may uh, want to consider that, perhaps. Off the top rope. It's legal in the WCW matches. He needs to hook it. He, he's got it. Oh, this could be it, Jim Ross. Beautiful Bobby, not known for his figure four expertise, but it certainly looks like he's got it well applied here and getting a little unfair advantage from Michael Hayes. The Z-Man not helping his team's cause here. Neither one of them. Here comes Gunn into the ring, and they don't realize that the veterans like Arn Anderson and Michael P.S. Hayes are going to do damage if you distract the referee. Douglas in a great deal of pain. As beautiful Bobby Eaton has the figure four leg lock applied. Somebody should hand him the white flag. I think he's, oh, he's trying to roll over. And look at the tag. Smart move by beautiful Bobby. Bobby found himself in the counter to the figure four as Douglas rolled him over, reversed the pressure. Eaton since that and made a very timely tag to Arn Anderson. Ten minutes gone by in the match. Ten minutes the time limits. Anderson missed that left. Douglas has the waist lock. Atomic drop, and they, they crack heads there. Anderson's uh, the back of his head, and Douglas' face just smacked right above us. And both guys now struggling to get up. Referee trying to put a count on us to send beautiful Bobby back to the neutral corner. Hayes has made it very clear that he wants Anderson and Eaton to meet the winner of tonight's unified tag team title matchup. And Johnny Gunn now gets the tag with Michael Hayes. 
He's Irish whip right at you. Irish whip into the back body drop. Johnny Gunn and now Z-Man back in. Here comes Shane Douglas, and, and re referee Mike Atkins is having trouble restraining these six. It's inevitable when you get six competitors like this in the ring. At some point, you're going to get all six of them in there, and that's when a referee job becomes hell. There's a Luthers press by Johnny Gunn on Michael Hayes, and they win it. Ladies and gentlemen, who are your winners? The team of the Z-Man, Johnny Gunn and Shane Douglas. Well, Jesse, after all six men got in the this young team took advantage of a positioning situation. Hayes gets caught with a Luthes press. I question on how you could count with all the illegal men in the ring. How can a referee make a count? You should have two guys in there. As you can see right here, Gunn coming off the ropes with, as you called it, the Luthes press, which is the body hug right there. Boom, but you got illegal men all over the ring. Referee drops down. One, two, three, and I'll tell you what, it was with the disapproval of this crowd. Fans, uh, Missy Hyde is standing... Arn, how quickly do we go? Go ahead. I want you to, to say what you're thinking. They liked me in Philadelphia. Oh, they did, didn't they? The crowd. I said horseman country, baby. Yep. Whew. You know, I had a couple of instances like that in Philly. They like their blood and guts, brother. They know what they like, and they don't mind telling you, and it don't matter what dressing room you come out of. It's yeah. that way, way yeah. today. Yeah, same today, man. You were over like Rover in Philadelphia, and uh, I love how that clip, clip demonstrated it. Even outside the ring, you just threw up the arms, and they popped so hard. So that was cool to see. But, man, I, I, you, you're, you, know, you say, well, okay, we watched the clip. We're obviously talking about it. But here you go. You, you and your team lose. But just a week ago, we're talking about how you guys were number one contenders for the tag team titles, and now you're losing the opening match. Uh, to you know, no offense to Tom Zink and Johnny Gunn and Shane Douglas, a young Shane Douglas here, but it just feels like all of a sudden the momentum has completely shifted, and all that cre creative or booking to build you up and make you and Bobby the number one contenders is completely out the window. I mean, Hayes joined you guys to be the best team of the '80s. Instead, all of a sudden you're putting younger guys over again. Food for thought. Do you think the audience recognized the way we were being used and that's what that reaction was about? We know you guys are as good yeah. as they got and you're doing everything humanly possible to make the other guys. And that's what that reaction was. Smart crowd in Philly. They get it. Yeah, and no matter what you and Bobby did, they were cheering for you guys. That's probably the reason for the reaction like that. I don't think there's anything you could have done for them to turn on you. Not that night. No. I don't know, Arn. I just uh, I struggle because, you know, we're doing these quickly, right, a month at a time. And as we're narrating or telling the story of your career, it just seems like it was on this trajectory of you finally meeting Doc and Gordy for the tag team belts. All of a sudden, quick turn. Nope, not going to be you two. Oh, by the way, Havoc, oh, you're opening match with Hayes, and you're going to lose to three young guys. It just whatever it, it's it is what it is and it's, that's how it happened and uh i just wanted to kind of talk through it with you well you and i are still here on a weekly basis we're still talking <laughs> um and so we did something right along the way you did my friend you did 
And uh, uh, it's some kind of history to watch back, though, and kind of understand it from this perspective, you know? Well, that's why it's most important, whether people believe it or not, <clears throat> young guy getting in this business, it's very important, besides doing all the other things, but number one, learn how to work. It is the fiber of the business. Make people feel something for you one way or the other. Hate your guts. Want you to come home and marry their daughter. But make them feel something. Because that's the kind of guys and girls that get you to invest in who they really are beside, behind the curtain. Who is the person really? And that's the kind of coaching that I know you deliver to your son, Brock. You're 100%. 100%. He's never going to have the genetics to be a great body guy. He's never going to be 280 pounds and ripped and traps growing out of his, you know, ears and all that. But he looks good. The kid's doing great for the number of matches he's had. He, he gets better every single time. That's the key. But the main thing that I teach him is respect for everyone, every single person that's came before him, kept the business going so that he would have a at least a shot at having a business to be in that he really enjoys and loves, as I do. But uh, main thing is respect the business and learn how to work. There you go. Well said, Arn. Well, listen, hey, following Halloween Havoc, we're going to start wrapping this episode up. Terry Gordy's gone, as I said. Rick Steiner's injured, okay? He tears uh, his pack in Japan, and WCW turns to you and Bobby. And they slate you guys to face Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes on the house show loop. And so you four continue working together into the month of November. And these matches were almost always in the semi-main event or main event of the evening. Isn't that something, how quickly it turns? You know, when, when needed. There's that. We don't need you till we need you. <laughs> there you go. And uh, despite what's happening with everywhere, everyone else and everywhere else in the company, Arn, once again, Watts, Dusty, and company, they come calling for you and Bobby to help deliver matches that sell tickets. But I got to imagine the hot and cold booking grew wearisome for you guys. Well, or or was it just whatever you need us to do, we'll do? It, made you, it put you in a position to not be able to draw money. Because the audience, you know, they see how you're being used. And if you're up and down, it's like, unless you're firmly entrenched in that last spot or the next to last spot, it has an effect on the audience. You know, if you go to that first match back in those days, first match meant first match. You know what I mean? It Today, did. you can open a show with a main event match on first. You're exactly in those right. days, first match was first match. That's true. Yep. Uh, you're 100% right. And uh, today, like you said, first match is hey, we're putting, we need a lot from you. You got to start this hot. You need to come out and, and kick this thing off. Pressure, pressure. But you're right. In those days, it was like, hey, you're up one, and, you know, we're going to build the show as we go. Yeah. Just yeah. go out and give me something solid. Keep it in the ring. Don't do anything that's going to take away from the main events. And uh, that's it. That's your job that night. Well, buddy, before we get out of here for another fun episode this week, we do have a few questions from our fans that I want to get to. Dylan kicks us off, and he wants to know, Arn, what your thoughts are with the pairing of Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham as a tag team. Perfect guy for Dustin to learn from. 
Barry at that time was as good as there was. All right, there you go. Terrell Lewis, he says, if you had to work a six-month program, town to town, six days a week, which of these Bruiser teams are you working with? <laughs> Road Warriors, Steiners, or Doc and Gordy? All exceptional teams, but it didn't look like fun being in there with any of those opponents. Steiners. Okay. And you know why? Because Scotty sold. It made all things possible. If they had went out and ate us up, it would have been very short-lived. I'd have never got anybody to watch it but again because that's what I expected to happen, and that's what happened. Arn, here's one that may, might make you think for a few uh, seconds here. Brad Stanton wants to know, hypothetically, who else is joining you and Wardlow in the 2023 version of the Dangerous Alliance? You just give me a couple guys. You don't have to name seven or whatever, but if you were to put together a dangerous alliance with Wardlow, who are a few few guys and gals maybe that you'd like? FTR, Hobbs, Wardlow. Got to have a young one in there, don't you? Mm-hmm. How about Brock? Yeah, I like it. You got to have an Anderson. Got to. And imagine what he would learn being around FTR, watching them go every night. Mm. Massive FTR fan here, man. And a lot of our listeners are, too. If you're an Arn Anderson fan, I love, we have a lot of fans that are Arn Anderson and FTR fans, for sure. Brian Haremza asks, you have several tag matches against Van Hammer on house shows. He knows. He's reading that history at WCW book. Which tag match did you look forward to least? Matches against Van Hammer or Elegante? You're never escaping Elegante questions. Never. Well, uh, let's just say Van Hammer was very green at the time and had a already had an idea of how much he knew or didn't know was not part of his thought process. He didn't know he didn't know nothing. So I came back from a injury of some sort. I had I'd been out for a short time and I wrestled him on some house shows and. Let's just say he he wanted to take control of the match, which didn't work out well for him. And I'll leave it at that. All right. Last question from a top guy, Bobby. He said, when you were told the Dangerous Alliance was coming to an end, was there a long-time or short-term booking strategy for you past that point in the company? Bobby, I hope you've seen, as we've talked through this, the booking strategy was we'll plug you where we need you, it sounds like at this point. Arn, do you remember anything different than that? You never knew when you got to work exactly what was on tap for the day. Yeah. So you know what? Until I got in the locker room and looked on the wall and saw what was written there or got to TV and saw a TV sheet, why worry about it? Whatever it is, it is. Bobby said, uh, I really enjoy these month-by-month breakdowns that you do with Paulie B. They predate my fandom, but they also entice me to go back and watch on Peacock. Your matches are incredible for anyone wanting to be or currently remain a successful tag team wrestler. Thank you. So there you go. Thank you so much, Bobby, and I'm glad you're really enjoying the show. He's a big-time supporter of us, and uh, we appreciate it. Arn, that's going to do it for this week's show next week. We continue the walk through Arn's career as we revisit November 1992. Arn and Bobby continue working against Dustin and Barry. Barry's going to turn heel, 
and we will have new tag team champions. The Hollywood Blondes are mm. formed. That's right. Uh, Pillman and Austin. The King of Cable Tournament is in full swing. And we'll look at Clash 21. Arn, that's going to be a lot of fun, man. Uh, but listen, check us out, arnlinks.com, for all things Enforcer. You can find our links to our social media pages, previous episodes, and more importantly, the Horsemen and Arn merch stores, which we talked about at the top of the shows. So be sure, check it out, arnlinks.com. And then, if your business targets 25 to 54-year-old men, no better place than to advertise with us right here on The Arn Show. You can do that by going to advertisewitharn.com right now and find out more how you can advertise with myself and the enforcer, Arn Anderson. Uh, we have very little waste. We've been working with a lot of the same companies for many years, and it works. So check it out, advertisewitharn.com. Also, quick reminder on ad-free shows. You can sign up early and get all these podcasts early, ad-free. And, and there's a, at least a dozen podcasts right now on the network uh, that you'll be able to listen to early and ad-free. And then you, you can enjoy the first week with us completely free what a deal. Check it out, adfreeshows.com, and get a taste of what it's all about. On behalf of the author, the superhero, the enforcer, Arn Anderson, the founder of The Four Horsemen. He, he's just amazing. He, he's fantastic. What else can I say about this guy? Well, sir. This, well, sir. This, this is Paul Bromwell, and you've been listening to Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.